You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 14th Sunday after Pentecost, September 6, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. different experiences, yet we gather here 
under this roof, under one tent. Uh, we are, as, as I said a minute ago, our stewardship theme this year is St. Thomas Together. Uh, we are together here. And it's been wonderful for me to, uh, uh, to, to see that and reflect on that. It's, it always reminds me of the, the image of the body of Christ that uh, the Apostle Paul holds up for us in uh, both 1 Corinthians and in, in uh, the letter to the Romans. And you remember just a couple of weeks ago we read that, that piece of the letter to the Romans where Paul recognizes the, the different aspects of the body, the different parts of the body. But then he says every part of the body is important. Every part of the body, when, when one part of the body is, is, is injured, the whole body is injured. When one part of the body is honored, all the body is honored. So we see, my dear friends, we need each other. And I think that's one of the wonderful uh, discoveries that, I, that I've made during these, uh, during these 11 years. We are together, and we've worked hard to discern God's vision for us, and then to carry it out. Now, anniversaries are also a time to look forward. I mean, who could have predicted 11 years ago, certainly not me, that on the first Sunday in September 2020, we'd be in the midst of a pandemic. We'd be in the midst of an economic crisis, uh, or we'd be in the midst of a, of a time of racial reckoning that's long overdue. We'd be in the midst of these polarized politics that we're experiencing right now. I mean, who would have, who would have known So... This morning, we come to this gospel reading about the, the power of living in community and the power of reconciliation. And it's really very tired. Uh, this, uh, Jesus' uh, observations about community are, are about how communities suffer and about how communities heal in, in the midst of hurt and suffering. And it's about what a healed community, Christian community, can look like. Now, Context is important. We, we say that over and over. And so I, I want to point out the context in which this, uh, this piece is read this morning. Earlier in the 18th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says this, Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it truly, I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is, it, it, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. And then he goes into this observation about uh, uh, what the church looks like and what happens when there's, when there's conflict or hurt in the church. But do you see how important it is to know the background of that? Jesus' observation that, that the little ones are, are uh, at, at the heart of what it means to be in community. And that when one of the little ones is lost, the good shepherd goes out and finds the little one and brings the little one back, back into the community. So keep that in mind as we, as we reflect on what uh, Jesus is saying here about, uh, about the, the vulnerable. Now, as I said a minute ago, Paul's uh, image of the, of the church as the body of Christ uh, is, is the one we want to hold up for ourselves here. So you see, conflict, whenever conflict occurs, it, it affects not just the ones who are involved in the conflict, it affects the whole body. 
And so, what does Jesus do? Jesus is sort of the, the, the master of conflict resolution. What does he tell us to do? He te- first, he tells us to be straightforward, to be honest. You know, so much of discord could be, could be so easily addressed if we weren't so darn passive-aggressive. You know what I mean by that? If we, if, if, we, if we didn't just sort of try to ignore conflict or sweep it under the rug or deny that it exists, or even worse, go off and gossip about it. You know, instead, when there's, when there's some kind of disagreement, when there's something that that's, that's, uh, um, feels discordant, Confront it. Confront it lovingly and compassionately. But if, if, if you're feeling uh, out of communion with someone else, go to them. And, and of course, you know, as one of my old teachers used to say, Breckenridge, watch your pronouns. Right? Don't, don't, don't do the finger-pointing game. You, you, you. Talk about how, you, how, how I feel. You know? I'm feeling this. I'm feeling like we're, we're out of relationship somehow. And I want to know what my piece of this is. And I want our relationship to be, to be healed. Make space for that, that conversation to happen. Now, because we're imperfect human beings, it may be that the one who's, uh, who you feel you're in conflict with doesn't, you know, isn't interested. Won't have the conversation with you. Well then, Jesus says, as, as, as part of what it means to be a Christian community, we, we gather some other folks and we go have, a, have that conversation. And if, and if still there's, there's no response or, or the response isn't satisfactory, then the whole community uh, gets, gets brought in. This is really, this is healthy conflict uh, uh, solution. Right? And so, and so we, we don't allow, you know, one person who is uh, uh, perhaps... Um, for whatever reason, feels out of community uh, to, to ultimately affect the entire community. It may be that Jesus says uh, that, that that person needs to be invited to take a time out. And he says, and let that one be as you to you as a tax collector or a Gentile. Well, when we, when we first hear that, we might say, well, Jesus is saying, oh, well, that just person needs to be uh, sent into exile, needs to go away. But that's not what he's saying at all. Remember who Gentiles and tax collectors were in, 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 uh, in, in Jesus' world. Yes, there were people who were outside the community, but who was he always reaching out to? Jesus was always reaching out to Gentiles and tax collectors and trying to bring them back into the community. You know, once again, someone or someones might have to be invited to take a time out, but there's always hope. There's always the want for healing and reconciliation. So, here we are, when we enter into Christian community, who's the head of our community? The head of our community, is, uh, you know, cert- certainly not uh, the, the clergy, or certainly not the vestry. Who's the real head of our community? Jesus. Jesus, the peacemaker. Jesus, the peacemaker, is the head of this community. Jesus is the one who offers the pots Christi, the peace of Christ. And so, to take the, the risk of being in relationships outside of our particular group, outside of our tribe, outside of our race, outside of our nationality, outside of the language barriers we put, out, put up, outside of our, uh, the, the economic status that we want to associate with, uh, 
outside of the, the barriers around sexual orientation. That's what makes us Christians, is to be in community with all those differences, to recognize them, to, to not sweep those differences under the rug, but to recognize them and hold them together uh, in community. It's what distinguishes us from the world. You know, I've, I've heard it said recently that we are uh, free from each other. I mean, that's the, that's the whole myth of Western individualism, that somehow we are these autonomous individuals uh, who, are, who are, are free from any restraint, who can just, you know, the, the whole you're not the boss of me uh, thing. That's so immature. And that's certainly not what we're called to, to be, who we're called to be as Christians. We're called to be, be free for each other. And you know, we're most free when we use the wisdom of the body of Christ, the whole body, the whole body composed of all the differences, to discern God's will and then to do God's will. So healing, redemption, reconciliation have to be at the heart of what we do and who we are as a Christian community. And our, our primary language as Christians, the language that's captured so beautifully in the sacrament of the reconciliation of a penitent in the Book of Common Prayer, our language is language of confession, language of repentance, language of honesty and transparency and vulnerability. All that leads to healing and reconciliation and the restoration of relationships. Honesty, transparency, vulnerability. That's the way to be in true, intimate, real, genuine, authentic relationship. Now, is there going to be conflict in this world? Of course there's going to be conflict. I mean, and there's going to be conflict in the church because, you know what? The church is full of human beings. But we, here at St. Thomas, we can all model for the world how to, how to bind and how to loose one another in a way that's healthy and life-giving and real. You know, the power of the cross right here above me, the power that's, that's, that's so beautifully represented in this, in this Christus Rex, is the power to reconcile what's been broken. Now, look at this beautiful symbol with the, the, the Christus with his arms spread wide. He is gathering into himself all the broken parts of the world. That's what's happening in the cross. That's the power of the cross. The power of the cross is, is expressed in the word atonement. Uh, atonement at one minute. That's what happens in the cross. All the, uh, all the, 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 the brokenness, the, the hurts, the sin of the world is, is gathered into these, into these wide uh, open arms of Jesus. And then in the power of the, of the resurrection, it's all redeemed. So think about the, the cross as, as this most powerful symbol of who we are as Christians. That, that everything is bound together uh, when these, these arms of, of the Savior spread uh, open wide for all of us. All of our differences, all of the things that we think separate us are actually what bind us together uh, in, in, this, in this beautiful Christian community that we call St. Thomas. So I want to close this morning with a, a wonderful hymn that, that captures uh, what we want to say about the power of the cross, the power of reconciliation. 
Uh, it's, it's scene number 603. It's printed in your worship sheet here. Uh, I, 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 it's a, a, a hymn I really love. We don't sing it as often as I, as I wish we did. When Christ was lifted from the earth, his arms stretched out above through every culture, every birth, to draw an answering love. Still east and west, his love extends and always near or far. He calls and claims us as his friends and loves us as we are. Where generation, class, or race divide us to our shame, he sees not labels but a face, person, and name. Thus freely loved, those fully known, may I in Christ be free. To welcome and accept his own as Christ accepted me. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.